What's up, guys? It's your girl, Black Beer Geek, live in effect from Baltimore, Maryland. I hope you guys enjoyed the beer I sent you to see us from Guinness. Um, hopefully, you'll be able to get down the road for my second beer release, which is June 12th. It's a Pride beer commemorating uh, Marsha P. Johnson, the mother of Pride. The beer is called P Stands for Pay No Mind, and it's a collaboration between myself, Black Beer Geek, and uh, Peabody Heights Brewing Company here in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, the release will be on June 12th, and it's going to be a main event. You want to be in the building for this. Um, I appreciate you guys' platform, and thank you for your support. Deuces. Bruising Banner Podcast. Banner Podcast. Bruising Banner Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banner Podcast. I am your host, Ralph G. And with me, as always, is the legendary Brew Crew. What up, fellas? I got water, I got, you know, juice or whatever. Like, y'all need twin legs? Matter of fact, I do. My question to everybody is, does Delaware have an actual culture? This is the podcast that we talk about beer, but we also talk about a lot of things that's happening in the world. Politics, movies, anything really that comes to our mind while we're here, sampling these brews, grab a drink, and pull up a chair. I feel like we should have got 33 seconds of that one. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocking and the brew. Well, that be the fuel. And I'm your host, Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary brew crew. What's going on, fellas? Man, it's easy like the Sunday morning. What's up? What is going on, everyone? <laughs> it is a, it is a Sunday well, afternoon. Afternoon. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, episode 120 of Bruising Banter Podcast, and today we uh, we have an, another special guest with us. Uh, we keep them coming, us, guys, don't we? We keep them coming for our viewers and our schedule, listeners. We keep the them coming. Booked, booked, <laughs> baby. No problems over here. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> Yoda. You, Yoda, what's going on with your mic? Nothing. We're getting oh, now, Yeah, now we can't hear you. Uh, now, oh, now he got tech. Tech, tech, off, tech difficulties. He, was, he been asking the whole in the pregame. He's asking the whole time. Right. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. We gotta game, fix that. Man. Yeah. Um. This is episode one twenty, as I said. Uh. And we have a special guest in our social distancing series. Yes, he is back. Um. Hey. We have uh, Christina Showstack. The communications manager and open hands committee chair of Left Hand Brewing. Let us bring her to the show. Yeah, because I want to know what all that means. I want to know what all of that title means. Welcome, 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 welcome. Open hand, open hand, open hands, and left hands. Right, exactly. Hands, left hands. You know, we wear Mary hats around here. Yeah, I like you smacking people. Yeah, 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 open left. Fifth, uh-huh. With my open left, pop, pop. 
Right. You want the open hand or you want the left hand? Which one? You Which one do you want? The open hand left. The open, the open hand left. That's the combo move. That's the the Mortal Kombat mm. finish. Him. That's the finish. Him. Yeah. Some old Kung Fu, Kung Fu. That's right. Oh, we want to welcome you. Thank you. Absolutely. We want to welcome you hey, to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Before we always get started, we always like to know what everybody drinking today is. So. What are we drinking today? And we always start with our uh, guests. So, Christina, what are you drinking today? All right. I'm going to with my handy-dandy opener right here. I'm going to tell you what I'm drinking. I'm drinking Milk Stout Nitro. This is our most popular beer. And I'll give you a little shot of the pour here. Whoa. Yo, she's a pro. Look at that. That's it, man. I didn't spill an ounce. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that waterfall. Yeah, I got that beer too, but I'm not gonna pour it like that. I just, I just say, you gotta pour it like that. Oh, yeah, that's, no, no, I'm saying like that, like specifically like that. <laughs> Yo, I'm trying that. I'm trying that later on. I am doing that. Yeah, that's nice. That that looks mm-hmm. delicious. Cheers. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the characteristics of that for our viewers and listeners, Christina. You got it. So this is kind of what we call our pure milk chocolate bliss, um, hit mm. with a little bit of, it's got chocolate malt in there. We throw in some lactose for a nice creaminess. Um, some of the roast on the malt gives it this kind of coffee flavor. So you're getting a little mocha, brown sugar, vanilla cream. Mm. Um, actually, our owners, uh, one of our co-founders went to Tanzania, uh, mm. climbing the mountains out there, went to a tiny brew pub and saw this sign splashing beer and it was all I need to make something just like what I'm drinking in here. He had a milk stout for the first time, a British beer out in Tanzania, and uh, came back home, brewed this, and it just mm. creates this gorgeous, this nitrogenation on there, creates this gorgeous, oh, yeah, yeah. fluffy, oh. pillowy head. Oh, what was that word? Nitrogenation. Nitrogenation. <laughs> so there's a blend mm-hmm. in here of this beer, about 70% carbed, about 30% nitro, and it gives, nitro has really small bubbles, so it gives it this really silky, smooth, super smooth mouthfeel that just mm. coats your palate and really gives you this experience of drinking beer. It's truly full sensory. You heard me mm. crack it. You saw me pour it. You can, I can yeah. smell it, taste it, feel it in different ways than a carbonated beer that give you that kind of bite and crispness, mm. okay. which I think in a couple of the beers you guys are going to be drinking here. And it just goes down really smooth. Um, we were the first brewery to bottle nitrogenated beer, um, craft beer in the States. There's no widget in here. And when you crack one of those right. cans of Guinness, that little ball that's spinning right. around that's in the bottom doing yeah. stuff, that's agitating the nitrogen out of solution because we put the nitrogen in there in a liquid state. We don't have one of those in your glass bottle for obvious reasons. You don't want something rattling around in your glass. Crack it. Mm-hmm. So you get to become the agitator, which I like that. <laughs> so you take the bottle, you pour it right upside down, pour hard is what we like to call that. And it mm. activates that nitrogen. That's it. That's look, look it. At it. Look, I mean, uh, look at Lou. Look at Lou. Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's it. Perfect pour every time. You throw that in a 16 ounce glass, you're not going to spill a drop. Oh, I promise man. as long as you keep it cold. And it just cascades that gorgeous visual. Some things are worth the wait, man. You just wait for that thing to settle. And it's one of my favorite beers. Very cool, unique beer out there. And how most people um, experience left hand for the first time. Nice. It may have just been my pettiness, but I was hoping Lou made a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it is all your pettiness. It is all your pettiness. I, I will tell you, every time I, did not, I am the greatest. Right, right. 
<laughs> so you you definitely picked the right glass, uh, Lou, to put that in. You didn't, you know. I had to, I had to run. To. I had to run and get it. Oh, that's where you went. That's why you went. I had look. I had my little left hand glass. That ain't gonna do shit. Oh no no no, that wasn't gonna work. No no, that's not the way. Now that would have made the mess. Yeah, the pettiness would have ruled. Pettiness would have ruled. Mister Petty would have got me. So because uh Christina um is drinking that today, and obviously Lou is drinking that today, what is that ABV? Six uh, percent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay. perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Super smooth, goes down yeah. easy. This is by far our most popular beer. And oh, nice. because Christina, you obviously, for obvious reasons, would uh, say uh, pass me another how we would rate it. Uh, Lou, how would you rate that oh, beer? Oh, yeah, you already know. Pass me another. We did this. Pass me another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this, this, this <laughs> really good stuff for sure. Real yeah, milky. Awesome. That might be like my when it comes to stouts. That may be my favorite stout. Yeah, it's the, the, it's pretty man. That that mm-hmm. unless you can't say Cascade, like the the, like Niag, the, the brown yeah. Niagara Fall is just beautiful. <laughs> that is beautiful. I like yeah. it out the can because I like to hear how loud it sounds when you open the can. Crack that thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the cans are fun because I feel like you get like this vapor coming out yeah, of them. The yeah. nitrogen sitting. I don't know how technical you want me to get, but the get nitrogen te- sitting. Te- get, get with it. Yeah. Uh, the nitrogen sitting there in a widget, and uh, the bottom of your can. I wish I had one on me, but I don't. Um, bottom of your can, there's this widget, and we put that nitrogen and that liquid state in there. And when you crack the can, that change in pressure releases the nitrogen out of that widget. Oh, and okay. so you hear this, like, it's this really great sound. Oh. that vapor? Yeah, that's deep. That's vapor. That's something else I'm but that's, it seems like it's straight out of the can when it's in there because there's a widget and all mm. that nitro activation is already oh, okay. happening. Mm-hmm. So in the bo- in the bottle, you need to pour it out, but in the can, right. you don't necessarily do you you don't recommend pouring it or could you pour it? Uh, I do recommend pouring it. There's some okay. kind of fun thing, um, funky things retronasally that can happen with the aluminum cap on top of your can. It's not affecting the beer inside, mm-hmm. but you can kind of get some of those. Um, trick yourself into thinking the beer tastes a little bit different because of that aluminum on the top of the can. Gotcha. So I do recommend you pour it into a glass. You kind of alleviate some of those problems and really nice glassware will actually accentuate different flavors for you um, that mm. you want to. So the more and more sophisticated you get with your beer drinking, I mean, I'm not, I'm not above cracking a can of our Pilsner and chugging and enjoying do plenty of that on hikes. But if you want to really enjoy no, I never drink in public. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the hike is with major. You're with major. They don't care. But um, don't if you want to really get the best out of your glass, different glassware and different shaped glassware are going to do different things for you. Deliver it on different parts of your palate for better experience and taste. And then um, also accentuate some hops. Keep some of the flavor trapped inside. There are different things your glassware is trying to do. So I do recommend you pour it in a glass. All right. Did you All say right. retro nasally? Oh yeah, she's been killing it. <laughs> yeah, we better get it. All it has background. been shot. It has been vocabulary workshop, Rob. Yes, it is <laughs> going to be a workshop today. Matter of fact, can you certify us with our sister? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I when she said nitrogenation, I was like, oh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> on and popping. Yeah, okay. Mine was mine was retro nasally. That was what I was like. Oh, yeah. okay, we can have a podcast today. Yeah, words um, of the day. I wrote that one down. All right, so uh, so Dev, what are you drinking? Because uh, I know we're still at this part. I know we, that's why I said we're gonna get all into this. We're gonna have a whole education se- session today. 
Well, Rob, glad you asked. I am drinking Left Hand Brewing's uh, Wookbait IPA. IPA is my absolute favorite style of beer. So um glad I was able to speak up fast and pick this one. Um, I uh, color wise, I would say this is your, you know, traditional, um, you know, color. Um, the smell, the aromas you get right from, you know, smelling it through the stuff. glass. You get the citrusy, you mm -hmm. get, you know, you get some uh, floral aromas in there, too. Um, but no nothing too heavy. The, the mouthfeel, the taste of it on your palate is is delicious. And uh, hey, from your hands to my hands, cheers at a 16, I mean, 6 percent ABV, 37 IBUs. Pass me another. Cheers. Um, all right. Yo, what you got? I'm drinking, uh, of course, from Left Hand Brewing, um, the Moscow Mule mm. here in Lime L. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, uh, Pell L. I'm sorry, but this is a 5.5, .5, mm -hmm. and it's real light. Something real light, but it, okay. you can taste like sparkly. It's like sparkly light or like yeah. seltzerly light. What do you What do you think? Look at it. Oh, color. Yeah, okay. yeah, but even the the flavor. I mean, it's a five point five. I didn't expect it to be too strong, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, you could definitely you could taste the the lime is really strong to me. Um, uh -huh. Pronounced. I would have liked a little bit more ginger in there. Oh, but, but then I I mean I don't want it to go into tasting like just like a ginger beer. So I kind of okay, but it, it's pretty good. I would say pass me another on this stuff. Hey, so, hey Rob G. Hey yes, Rob G. Sir. Before we, yeah. I know where you're about to go, Devin. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'm gonna get there. Uh, first of all, go Sixers. Uh, and then uh, yes. Rob Z. Uh, what would you? I have to say it. Uh, Billy unite. Right. I was thinking about. I was about to wear my T shirt, but I was like, you know what? It's a podcast day. I'm gonna I'm I'm podcast it up. Uh, but Rob G. Yes, sir. Uh, what would you happen to be drinking on this week, I'm sir? I'm getting ticky ticky with it. Nah, 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 nah. Have the. Nah, nah. Uh, there you go. That's mm -hmm. the nitro. I actually poured it in the glass. I, I should have waited, I guess, because I did get that same vapor when I cracked it open. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a pina colada wheat. Uh, it's 7.5%, which is, mm -hmm. um, but it's also, it's only 15 IBU. So it's deceptively smooth. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, um, it's like the drink that you get on vacation where you've had 17 of them that you didn't realize it because it tastes like it's like four o'clock in the afternoon and you sleep <laughs> Look at hammock. i need like, a nap uh, right th this is definitely a hammock uh you like it pairs well with cabanas and day beds <laughs> yes <laughs> so i was like 7.5 oh no this ain't 7.5 but it's, <laughs> it's definitely 7.5 but the the bitter scale is very low, so Ooh. I mean, and so it is definitely smooth. Um, mm -hmm. You can and, and and that creaminess actually makes it feels like a uh, like a pina colada that you're drinking. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. so cheers. So definitely pass me another for me. Yeah. Four for four. Yes. Yes. You know what's crazy with this? With this, I could probably drink like I could drink a six pack of these like with no problem. Oh, good. It's probably like <laughs> it's something that you could drink all day. Right. Yeah. So when y'all yes. when y'all start drinking six. God damn. Six packs. Yeah. Well, that's where I was gonna go with it before uh Rob, which which Lou alluded to before uh Rob gave his beer description. Um, how would where would you see yourself drinking that six pack Yoda? Like on what kind of day? Back patio Today. day, beach day, what Today. kind of day? Today. 
89, oh, 80, yeah. 89 degrees, 89 degrees. Well, and shoot, today's gonna be like 90s. So <laughs> you're gonna be on the back porch with it. Uh, I'll sit on the patio. Sit on the patio. What about you, Dev? Let's sit on music. Um, well, me, I would definitely this as a as a as a smooth subtle IPA. It doesn't have as a lot of uh you know I would say aftertaste or, or bite on the end of it. So I think that people would be pleasantly surprised who are not um uh frequent IPA drinkers. Mm. So this is where I would I would bring this to the barbecue. And so it doesn't just smell delicious. It. You're saying that no. it's not just gonna smell delicious. It's not gonna just smell delicious. It is <laughs> it is really really smooth on the palate. He okay. he's 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 um. Definitely. Oh yeah, Christina. Uh, all, IPA all IPAs smell verse. really good, but IPA they, don't, they don't taste. I, they don't I taste no way to, like they smell. I'd encourage you to try this one. There's a really yeah. healthy balance of sweetness to it to really mm-hmm. kind of balance that bitterness. So there's some. It gives you a hazy taste, like almost like if it was like doubled or it's little hazy. hazy. There's orange. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lotus hops gives it this like orange, almost this little bit of vanilla, tropical fruit, and that's where that yep. uh, okay. picture comes on the front. Those lotus, and you get lots mm-hmm. of uh, stone fruit, peach, just ah. honeydew, and cantaloupe to give some of that melon sweetness too. Okay. So there's something counterbalance there. He's such a good. She can no. give a good description. That's what I was about to say. We need to just finish She's it so up. She's so good. She's the communication manager. You might as well do uh, the tiki with it. And she what beard you got, good. Yoda? You might as well explain them. Yeah, yeah, you I'm might as well explain about. them better than we did. You can, you can I, I'm happy to talk about them. Moscow Mule is one of my favorites. We actually have this Brewers Test Kitchen series where our brewers get to have fun, play around in our pilot system, work with new ingredients, kind of showcase some of their creativity. Oh, and that was one of the beers last year that we came out with. It did really well in one of our mixed packs. It wasn't sold alone. And everybody's like, we got to make this a seasonal beer. Nice. Um, there's a little bit of ginger. We press the ginger in-house. So it's organic ginger that we hand press here. Put that in. I agree. I like a little extra ginger. I like that spice. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a nice healthy amount of lime. And then there's lemon drop hops in there. Lemon drop hops gives it that like citrus sting and a little bit of pop. Mm. But keeping it at 5.5, five, that little extra carbonation to make it just go down real easy. It is one of those beers that we call crushable. I know that word's used over and over again, but it is crushable. You can mm. easily drink a six-pack at your pool, eat, drink a six-pack, 89 degrees, and enjoy. And I like that one a lot. I think the lemon drop hops helps out a lot, brings out that citrus. And that's why you're, I think you're noticing Yoda that lime more. Mm-hmm. Is that the only hops that was in it, the lemon drop? Um, I think they use other hops in the boil, okay. um, but that's what they're using really for the flavoring hops. Y'all ever heard of that? I've never heard of lemon drop hops yeah. before. But no, yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you, of course, of course. Yeah, we know. I don't know what to do, guys. You got three more. You got three more beers. I know. Yeah, Go I ahead. Somebody, I can see somebody. Go ahead. Enjoy your anniversary, bro. If I know, right? I got to drive, though. And I ate something that wasn't that I didn't like. I would uh, like drink this beer next because it kind of like clear cleans your oh, palate. Okay, okay, so okay. If it was like, like a sorbet, like maybe if you ate like a you know sometimes people may burn a burger here or two, mm-hmm. and you might get that one that's just too burnt. Ah, uh, yeah. That burnt flavor in your mouth. This is definitely get rid of it. It's like okay, it definitely cleans it out. Palate right. cleansing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a sorbet of le- it's left hand sorbet. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> so to your point, Lil, what I think what I'm gonna do later since I do have still three more to try, I think. You know, 
and I, I know you probably, you might not hear this a lot, Christina, but women in general, at least in, I would say our households don't drink beer a lot. Uh, but I'm going to try the Moscow mule later when we head to Chesapeake Bay for our um, anniversary dinner. I'm going to get down there a little early. I'm going to take the Moscow mule with us and I'm going to say, honey, you know, try this. She, she will try it. You know, yeah. she will try one of you them. You think she'll like it, Yoda? Uh, I, is it is it is it a gateway? Would it be a gateway I, I, for Asia? <laughs> I was going to use that word. I don't, it, I don't think she'll. The only. I don't think she'll like it. Okay. The what do you think? Would might say that because at the end of the day, it still tastes like beer. Like a yeah. beer. Yeah. What yeah. Lou has, she might like though. That flamingo dreams. I think. Oh. There's a uh, little. I had that tartness to now. it. She might like that because okay. it's a little tart. Yeah, it's a little tart. A okay. little tartness to it, so she'd have to like some tart. Um. Right. Hey, we all have our journeys. Yeah. This like. probably, probably be better. Okay, than, uh, I'll, the maybe I'll go grab yeah. one of those. Um, did you get that from Crescent or did yep. you get that? You did? Okay, yep. I got it right yep. in my neighborhood. Yeah. Awesome. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. I, got one, I have one more question before we get all into it. Uh, Christina, mm -hmm. could you could you describe Rob's beer and tell us a little bit more intricate detail about uh, the getting tiki with it? Yeah, getting tiki Shout out to Will it. Smith. Um, <laughs> a little bit. That's exactly where the vibe's coming from. I think it says na 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 Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I needed uh -huh. to say that. <laughs> uh, that one uh, really was the inspiration was when nitro gives you this creamy, really nice mouthfeel. What can we do to mimic some of those frozen daiquiris or frozen pina colada cocktails, margaritas kind of things? We're playing around with a few stuff, a few things around here and really um, leverage that mouthfeel to kind of get mm -hmm. you to think about other um, other things and getting tiki with it. Our brewers are really proud of the way they added coconut in the brew. Um, I don't know if you know, but oil is really the antithesis of any type of carbonation. And so if you okay. put oil in, you get these really flat experiences, but coconut is so rich in oil. And so that's why you don't see it successfully in a lot of different beers. Mm, okay. They did a lot of test runs, trial run that, put the coconut in, add real pineapple after that. Mm -hmm. And um, then they dry hop it with Sabro. And Sabro is one of those hops that actually has a lot of tropical fruit and one of the few that's actually known for having a little bit of coconut. And so it pulls out some of that flavor as well. Add a little okay. nitro, uh, add a little lactose, milk sugar for that nice creaminess. Uh, those lactose sugar chains are so long that yeast can't break them down. Okay. It's lactose intolerant. So the lactose just stays there. So there's a little sweetness that's involved with all of that. And I think that really mimics the cocktail as well. And it just goes down real smooth. I'm in trouble today with this. Did you guys hear her, hum her humble brag? A lot of beer breweries can't use coconut, <laughs> but oh. we got a coconut beer. <laughs> that I you said, guys uh, maybe I said something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, listening. I'm, I'm listening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. It yeah, makes for, my for, job for, so easy. Yeah, I, I don't want to oil. talk about the beer, and once the beer mm -hmm. is so incredible, I have obviously. A fun time talking about our beer. Mm, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Well, it looks like we have. I mean, we have great beers, but now yeah, I guess we want to get. We want to get all into uh, uh, what left hand, what left hand brewing is. Uh, who Christina is, how she got into the industry. So, um, the floor is yours. Welcome again. Yay. Yes. Yes. Yay. We welcome you. <laughs> well, thank you. It's really nice to be here. I feel like it's been a while since some podcasts took some breaks and stuff. And so it's it's real nice to be here. Um, left, you want me to start with me with left hand? With However, left. You want to go. However, you want to go. Show. Yep. 
Uh, all right. I am a huge baseball fan and I was in the wine industry when I was in California and I started looking for houses in California and I'm like, there's no way you can afford this. Um, 15 years ago, looking for this like shoebox of a place at $600,000 and like, no way. Forget I am a right? struggling college student and working behind a bar and it's not going to happen. And I was working in the wine industry as a sommelier and I was really kind of wine snobby about it and really didn't love beer too much. And um, one of the accounts I was working with, he came up to me and he's like, I want to challenge you. If you'll sit down and drink a beer, like, and think about it the way you'll think about wine, I guarantee you, you fall in love with it. I'm like, mm. all right, I'll give you a, I'll give you a shot. So he sat down in front of me, a Logsdon um, from Pacific Northwest, Logsdon Saison Breda. And my mind was blown. There was Saison mm. and some uh, Belgian yeast. I didn't know all this at the time, right? Some Belgian yeast and some bubble gum and clove that was happening. Brett gave this like horse hay feel that I love in Pinot Noir and um, kind of this like funkiness to it. And my mind was blown about how much flavor there was. I'm like, wow, there is a lot more to beer than Budweiser. Shock. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, fast forward about a year, I'd gone to 95 different breweries. I, I'm kind of nerdy. I had this like Excel spreadsheet going with like all these different beers I tried in rating <laughs> systems and talking about the ball. I'm like, I want to be in the beer industry. People are cooler. People are nicer. This is where I want to be. Okay. So I'm deciding I need to, I want to move. Um, so I'm going to different National League baseball ballparks all across the country because I won't go somewhere where there's not baseball. I'm like, I gotta go somewhere that's cheaper, <laughs> cheaper to live. That's my connection. And, and baseball's close. Yes. And something with baseball. So I'm like, oh, it's something that's kind of nice weather, not too humid. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I don't mind the snow. I want some hiking. I love hiking. There has to be beer culture. And maybe I'll hit like a couple out of it. It has to be a baseball park. So maybe I'll hit like three or four out of these. I land in Colorado, done. I'm like, this is exactly where I want to be. This is about six or seven years ago, this is exactly right. where I want to be. Altitude is um, great. It has everything that she said. Like, I was like, there's no <laughs> other place in America. <laughs> like, it's Denver. It, it I is, really thought right. I was going to have to, like, compromise on a few things. And no, I got everything I wanted out here. So I land. One of the only, I came out here on a baseball road trip with my dad. We land. My dad doesn't drink too much. But I finally snuck in a beer right before we left. And it was uh, Left Hand's Good Juju. Uh, which is a ginger beer. This one's more gingery. If you're looking oh, for wow. ginger, yeah, it's all it's a ginger pale ale. And it's named after your boy. And it's and his son's nickname is Juju. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yoda beer. That's, that's Yay. You better love it. You can't You're good. And so I uh, I have this uh, good Juju beer, and I'm like ah. Oh. And so left hand kind of was always synonymous with my move to Colorado. It was the only beer I had when I was out here. It was part of what I wanted. My husband and I get married. Um, I came out here. I've been here for about six weeks. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to look for a job. I'd saved a little bit so I could take a little time off. And the first day I said, hey, honey, I'm going to go look for a job. Left hand that day posted, hey, we're looking for beer tenders. And that's what I was going to do. So I went over there. I put, uh, actually drank uh, good juju on a trip to Berlin, too. So I put a picture. I was like super fangirl. Like put a picture in my cover letter of like me drinking good juju with this <laughs> vegan crepery in East Berlin. And like this whole thing about how I have to be here. This is part of my whole journey from California and breaking free and all this stuff. Sell it. Sell it. Sell it. Girl. For some reason they hired me. So they hired me. I come out here and I started as a beer tender here. And I worked uh, for a year and a half behind the bar. Got to know the beer really well. Got to know the people of this town that Lou says is in the middle of nowhere. But it's not in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Longmont is, Long is, Long is not Denver. Longmont is not Denver. Let me tell you Longmont is 
if no, if not somebody from I, I was Del- say proudly not Denver, maybe I say, say it, that. say it, Yoda. If not somebody from Delaware, not Denver. If somebody from right. Delaware can that. say that it's in the middle of, the, of nowhere, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> oh. We are very centrally located. Central to what? Central to what? We're an hour from the airport, an hour from being. Whoa! Oh, central from an airport. Hour from being. Hour from being actually on the Rocky Mountain Pass, 40 minutes from Fort Collins, 40 minutes from Denver, 20 minutes from Boulder. Everything's right around us. We okay. are the you lost me. You lost oh, me at an hour oh, from oh, the airport. Oh, it is, oh, it is Delaware. It's centrally located to everything an hour away. It's Delaware. So it's Delaware. That's, that's, yeah, that's and a, as soon as traffic gets bad, it'll be two hours away. Well, so yeah. and, and, and I'll say this. From going to um, leaving the country and going to an island like St. Lucia and things like that, when you go from the airport, it takes you an hour to get to the It don't matter. It could be and two minutes. It could be that, two miles away in St. Lucia, and you driving three hours, bro. And you're like, you're like, you're on that bus, like, can I get to where I'm going? <laughs> I just, I just flew all these hours. Look, I still the second hour. time, the second time you go to St. Lucia, you be like, okay, where are the resorts that are five minutes away from the airport? <laughs> My transfer yeah. ain't gonna be but twenty minutes. Exactly, unless you want to take that helicopter ride. That's see, see, that's With that's cost. anniversary. That's anniversary. That's anniversary thing. Right yeah. You talking about anniversary yeah. stuff? Helicopter. Right? <laughs> I'm gonna take a helicopter to the resort next time. Why not? Why not? We we still gonna be in the little jitney. <laughs> oh man! All right. <laughs> so that was that was your journey that landed you at um at left hand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you mixed in a little bit of like you know you know your your background. I, I guess what what else what else has happened? When what year did that begin? And and kind of what has your journey at left hand you know kind of morphed into? Yeah. Um, so that was in 2016. Okay. I worked behind the bar for a couple of years and really fell in love with the with this brewery and their mission to build community around better beer. And that really is our mission is to be really community focused. We have a nonprofit organization that's uh, Left Hand Brewing Foundation, where we do a lot to give back in our community and really concerned with um, an inclusive culture here awesome. at Left Hand. And so I I think I, I got my job for the beer and I stay for the nonprofit work that we do and the mm, people awesome. that I work with. Nice. That's wonderful. And and I love it. And so kind of my journey when I started in the tasting room and then I started doing some of the social media just for the little fledgling tasting room account, not for the national account. And then um, I started doing tasting room and events. And I think every time there was a job uh, open in marketing, I applied, I applied, I applied, I applied, and I just stuck with it and persevered, let people know kind of what my career paths were here. And I think I was just very fortunate with a lot of great people and great managers that wanted to nurture me, not only on a, per- on a personal level, but also on a professional level and kind of get me to the next step and help me get the- get to that mark. And so then I became our social media coordinator and started handling the whole national accounts we have a little over 400,000 followers, so it's really fun. Um, I get at least 1,500 notifications a day. <laughs> wow. And, wow. And now I'm the uh, communications manager. So I do pretty much if it's got words, I did it. So the words on your can are mine, the words on the boxes, um, mm-hmm. all the website content, our press releases, blogs, um, 
anything to do with PR and press and media relations. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I do. Podcasts. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I do now. Right, right, right. Well, well just speaking of that, because I, I know, I guess about a, about a, I guess about a year ago, uh, I guess long uh, left hand went through a, uh, I guess a logo, their logo changed yeah. a little bit. Uh, Cause it used to have like the whole birth certificate, I guess not to, so y'all didn't want people to know it. it was it long, long mount? Is that what it is? Long mount. They were like, now nah, I want people to know it there. So that's, that's <laughs> not there anymore on the logo <laughs> now. <laughs> now it's just, it's more, that left hand is really more pronounced. Yeah, when, yeah, let when, me see when, when was that? Okay. I didn't know that. I've only seen the red hands. Well, it's always had the red hands, but it had more of the. Oh yeah! The, oh, I see what you say. Oh, yeah, okay, right. got it. Okay, yeah, because look, left hand, hand got the hand has that one. But look, look at yeah. this thing right here. Yeah, yeah. Can you That's read that it one. says left hand? Right. No. 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 Right. Don't even no. know that. But right. that red, that red hand. <laughs> this one you can read. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And that's what we did. We did some brand work. Um, a new okay. director of marketing, um, Jill Preston. She's my uh, my boss and amazing. And she came over here and um, came into our marketing department. And that was one of the, her first and major projects she wanted to work on is how do people know us? And so many people were like, oh, you're that like hand brewery or you're like that red hand brewery <laughs> or you're like the nitro brewery. Well, like what's our name? Well, I don't know. Red hands. Yeah, I thought I would have said red hands. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't oh, yeah. have, if we if we weren't on the podcast, it would definitely yeah. yeah. I even oh, like yeah, the yeah. tab, the left hand with the on the tabs too. Yeah. Cool so too. it wasn't so much to get rid of Longmont. I mean, there was some serious discussion about that. We're proud of being from Longmont, but you could not <laughs> read. Uh, I'm just messing I'm gonna stick with this. I obviously <laughs> a hitter in the even... middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I didn't even notice the difference until uh, Rob brought it but up. But yeah, you can read it a lot, a yeah. lot better now. Absolutely. And that's a lot of the that's a lot of really the entire brewery working together. But our whole department and our incredible design team, creative managers Britt and uh, designer Carly, doing a lot of work. So, so I, I, I did my homework here. I have seen that they did a rebrand. Yeah, yeah, I did not even notice. I did not even notice. I got a question on that though. It's so on I mean, all the cans too. So since the can, since the since the logos changed like that, has there been like a difference in sales because of that, or? So that's a great maybe visibility, question. visibility. Yeah, maybe. like has it helped anything with the mark on the marketing side? That's a great question. Um, typically, when uh, companies do a rebrand, they're seeing anywhere between a ten and thirty percent increase in sales just because it looks new on the shelf and people are like, "Ooh, I see that brewery for the first time," or there's come something kind of flashy, shiny, new. Um, we released this, and six weeks later, COVID hit and everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So we were okay. hoping to see a much bigger. Um, a much bigger explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, we did see definitely a lot uh, bigger, like a lot of breweries. We saw a lot more stuff happen off pre- for off premise. That means going to like your liquor store and taking it where you drink it away. Right. Um, but we uh, like every brewery, a lot of our on premise, meaning like your events and restaurants and places like that really, um, really suffered about 30 to 40% of our total sales happen in kegs. And when mm-hmm. all the locations that don't, that do kegs all of a sudden shut down, that's thirty to forty percent of your business gone yeah. overnight. Yeah, wow. And so it was. It, we we had some challenges, but definitely had incredible feedback over the new logos. Definitely seeing a lot of new fans as I'm monitoring those all the social media handles and uh, Taylor, who also works with me as well, doing social media uh, monitoring all the handles and seeing great feedback and a lot of upbeat and refreshed designs for things too. So kind of mm-hmm. some slight tweaks and some real, real new changes uh, like this. 
I didn't mean for this to really be show and tell, but. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but so wait, this is like sawtooth before. Oh, nice. And yep. then this is it now a little bit cleaner. Yeah. Okay. It just pops yep. on the shelf yeah. a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so we've been, um, we've seen some really good, what we call kind of a billboard effect where you get all of our packaging together in a shelf and you can see like, Ooh, I can see this red stripe all the way down this packaging and the same logo all the way down in these fun, cool, different cans. And it really catches your eye. Cool. Now, now this is probably just because I'm doing, I'm doing my Devin thing. So I see a left hand of Palooza <laughs> and, and the Nitro <laughs> Brewfest. Uh, those, those are things I guess happened in the past. Are they coming back after now that, the world is opening back up. Yes, I think we're really working on Oktoberfest. We took that festival over from the city um, about uh, eight or nine, year, nine years ago, I believe. Oh, nice. Maybe a decade now, because I think yes, last year we had to skip it. Okay. But it's been something going on in the city of Longmont for about 30 years. And then our foundation took it over. And we're hoping that that'll be our first festival back. We throw yeah. three large or three large events every year. And 100% of the profits go to nonprofits in our community. Nice. And so that's been something we'd I'd really love to see come back in a big way. Nitro Fest is the same thing. And it is cool. Y'all mm. need to come. And I can if you all need to come, we will yeah. figure out a way. I'll to be on the plane. Nitro <laughs> is it just all nitro up. beers? It's just all nitro beers. Is that the thing? All nitro beers. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine all that. It's CO2. all nitro beers. We fly in breweries from all across the world. We had 11 countries there last year. Japan, Hungary, Korea. Um, <sighs> coming in, making nitrogenated beers. Incredible breweries across the country. Making one-off nitro beer that you cannot get anywhere else. Oh, my goodness. Oh. It's Phenomenal, and when we make this? some fun, exciting things. You I'm finding out right now. Time. Look, I'm, I'm googling. I'm gonna have you covered. I'm gonna have you covered. Wait, it's coming back in 2022, and you've got okay. to Okay, that's perfect. The, that's perfect. Only nitrogenated beer festival in the country. Mm. There's always a theme, so we have people dress up on theme, and I can send you some pictures afterwards. If yeah, I don't know what if some other things? What were yeah. some themes in the past? Uh, last year was kind of a cosmic masquerade. So we had people in like these huge alien outfits or do it's not like Trekkie or Comic-Con so much, even though we did have some of that. Mm -hmm. I had some like nitro flashing glasses that were on and um, some kind of spaceship themes. We did kind of mm -hmm. fantasy land where we had people in this like Cheshire cat grins and wigs and kind of on stilts being like these huge fairies and stuff. So you done, need to let me uh, you need to let me know the theme by like April if this is gonna be an We usually announce the theme like six months in advance yes, and we have a costume contest a, and yeah. people flip out. It's yeah, I'm gonna enter that contest. I'm gonna enter it's all dark. This is, different of, this is a different side of you, Lude. I didn't know. Yeah. Why? I like. I don't mind. Uh, I mean, said he wear costumes all the time. Yeah, you don't. You don't know. You don't know all of my life. You don't know what I do behind. The guy a couple of weeks ago thought I had Hershey kisses. You, you don't know my life. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't know what it's like. And I think he just like I think he just love Colorado. I think that's his. Uh, totally do. I mean, like when we, she was saying, we, when she was talking we, about the things that she needs in Colorado, and and she needs, I'm like, that is Colorado. Colorado was a great vacation, guys. I never right. got so to that's talk about it on podcast. Well, awesome. listen, that's where I was going next. I'm going back. This is your connection, right? This you you met you went to left came went to left hand brewing on your vacation, and I wanted to know if you 
got a chance to meet Christina? Did you meet other people that connected you and Christina? And what was your experience visiting Left Hand in person? I want to hear more about this too, how the tasting room was and everything. It was good. It was good. So uh, I'll mix in the whole day. So we uh, we went hiking and hiking's like an hour away from Longmont. So we <laughs> we, we know got in, yeah we got in the car and we filled up the gas tank and we drove all the way out. So, uh, <laughs> Here we I'm go. Teasing. I'm teasing. I'm yeah, teasing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so we drove out to Longmont and uh, first thing first stop we went to Outworld. Uh, con- I contacted them ahead of time. They gave us a nice little tour and then uh, we look at the time because the tour went over. Look at the time. I think at that time y'all were closing like at 8, 8.30, and it's 7.30. I'm like, it's 10 minutes away. Let's just go. And we go in there, and I say, hey, I know y'all are closing. Uh, I have my shirt on. I said, I do a podcast. I'm from Delaware. And they say, oh, you're from Delaware? <laughs> They're like, sit down. It doesn't matter. The first, I don't, it was a man, and it was a lady that was there that were bartending and uh, or beer tending, and the both of them were saying, you could be here as long as you want. Just taste the beer, enjoy the beer, and let us know what you think. So they, mm-hmm. I was just like, just give me a flight or whatever y'all want want me to try. Recommend. So they gave me mm-hmm. some flight with some new stuff, some y'all nap. The milk stout was in there. I uh, don't remember everything else. It was a long day, um, yeah. but uh, drunk the beer. It was great. They let me stay. I was there for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to the little session. Uh, the y'all have a gift shop in there. Went to the gift shop, picked out two things, got to the register, and I didn't pay. For the stuff, I had a credit card ready, but she was like, mm-hmm. "No, you're you're fine. You. You're from Delaware, and you on the podcast." And I was like, "Well, who do I contact to to be get you guys on?" And she just said, "Just Insta- just DM us on Instagram." And like less than a week later, Christine said, "Here's my email," and we've been ch- chatting ever since. Man. It was a it was a great Talk it about was, roll out the red carpet, right. and, and it was it, awesome. Like long long um, left hand has been one of our favorite breweries since we started this podcast. So it was just kind of like, oh, I got to go if I'm being Colorado. It didn't yeah. matter that it was an hour away from where I was. Like, I'm going to get in the, I'm renting a car. Just like we rented a car. Christina, just realize we rented a car to go to Outworld and Left Hand. Like, we were like, we, it's two of our favorite breweries that are in uh in Longmont. Uh, we got to go. Yeah. So we, yeah. uh, it was it was definitely something that we wanted to do on a trip. I'm glad that I got a chance. And y'all, like like Devin said, the red carpet. Like I felt like a superstar on that Saturday, man. It was. Wow. I ain't pay for wow. beer. I f- like, yeah, y'all did me right. Y'all did me That's right. I love awesome. hearing that. Yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. Like, if I go to anytime you go to Denver, like I recommend it to everybody. Like, rent the car yes. and take the and take that long ass ride out there. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. Yes, it's yes. definitely it's definitely worth it for sure. Yes. It, it was it was well worth it for sure. Just talk to our awesome. transportation agency about getting that train that the city already paid for so from Denver nice. to Longmont and yes, actually right? building that thing. Yeah, Man. put some put some railroad tracks down. It's 2020 2021. God yes. damn it, y'all don't yeah. know the, how to. <laughs> well, they, said, they said they already got the money, so that should be I won't, there. Yeah, right. I don't know this into a political podcast, but hey, look, we, we're working on infrastructure uh, currently <laughs> on a on a big. Drink. big Trillion I feel like miles. that's a drink, drink. Right, drink. <laughs> I need to go get another one. So we're working on infrastructure. Hopefully, you know, Colorado's plans are included. It's in that. It's in that. <laughs> it's oh, in but there. nah, man. It, it was like I told you, Christina. It was you. I don't like I said, I don't remember their names, but it was three people that I was involved with that worked there. And everybody they was represented awesome. them well. They represented Absolutely. Them well. Thank you. I, I, I genuinely believe that it could have been anybody behind the bar that would have treated you that way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead a, and say that. 
a really great uh, family of people around here. Like I said, I, I came for the free beer, um, mm -hmm. but I really stay for the people and the nonprofit work. I, I love who I work with. Mm -hmm. Well, great segue. About the non yeah, yeah, exactly. Great segue. About the nonprofit. So, uh, tell us all about the uh, nonprofit. What they, uh, what, what you do with it, and um, and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, really, a myriad of different things. I what we're most well known for are these big major events. So, Oktoberfest, where we've given back before to um, either Houston Relief, we've given back to the Humane Society here in town. We do Lefta Palooza, which is one of my favorites, where we have a whole bunch of cover bands. They all compete against each other and from all different types of genre, everything mm -hmm. from B-52 to Devo covers. Primus is my favorite. And okay, <laughs> um, okay, okay. Uh, Rage Against the Machine and do all these different covers. They win and get a little bit of a prize, but all the proceeds go to local uh, nonprofits through mm -hmm. Um, one of the ones that we've uh, contacted with before, Hope, Strength, Love, uh, that are really working with blood cancers and leukemia. We've had hundreds of people um, get uh, registered on the list um, through these events. And statistically, that means that we've saved or impacted at least six or seven lives um, through those people that have gotten on there. Our president, Eric Wallace, actually matched and went and gave a donation um, as well. And so I think uh, there's a really concrete and tangible thing to say that we're really directly impacting lives through these events. Plus it's a freaking fun party. <laughs> you get right, to drink right, a lot right. of beer, yeah, invite right. all your friends, um, talk to people. I love serving beer. I'm, I miss it in my role. I think I mm -hmm. love what I do now, but I love that experience of handing somebody a beer, making their day a little bit better, mm -hmm. making their anniversary a little bit better, mm -hmm. making their birthday a little bit better, yeah. being part of their trip finally to left hand for the first time. They've always loved this brewery and been like, hey, mm -hmm. this is a, probably a once in a lifetime <laughs> or maybe a couple time in a lifetime experience for somebody. How can mm -hmm. we make this awesome, even though it might just be my Friday? Yeah, um, yeah, and I'm ready to yeah. go home. Yeah. That's another. That's another thing. That's yeah. what it was. It was another Saturday for them, but it was a a couple time and a lifetime experience for me, and they made me feel that. That that's exactly mm. perfect. A perfect yeah. explanation for that. Yep. I want to. I want to put that. I want to blast that everywhere. I'm going to tell this whole team. Yeah, go ahead this. and clip yeah. this. Yes. You can clip that. Yeah, I love clip that. And take that. Take that with you. Mm -hmm. And so it's their fun events where you just get to connect with the community a lot. Um, we host different nonprofits there as well. So they can come set up a booth for free and kind of spread awareness about what they're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Give exposure to some local artists as well through some of the artisan markets that we've been doing and really support that community and the music community. And uh, a lot of this money, um, thousands of dollars ends up getting funneled back into um, community activations. And I love seeing that happen. Okay. Awesome. That's, 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 that's um some great stuff. Yeah. Um, I, well, I was I was going to uh, ask a question just about you know left hands net. I would say you know kind of distribution of yeah. your your beer. I mean you guys are are, are national. Um, are there uh, areas where you 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 know you just constantly find yourself um, like over forecasted? I know you're this isn't maybe not your area, but or area of expertise because you're you're marketing, but where do where do you where maybe where do you kind of uh, see that that boom or that uh, influx or just you guys are constantly you know refilling and kind of uh, find your brand is the most profound. Um, and, be, in the US. and before you answer, Christine, to piggyback, what's the most surprising city where you're getting the great feedback mm -hmm. that you wouldn't really expect? That's a good one. I like that a lot. Um, so obviously, our biggest market is Colorado. About one out of every three beers we sell, we sell here in our home state. 
Okay. We are in 46 states in D.C. and about seven or eight countries as well. Wow. Not shipping out a whole lot of beer internationally, but um, at, lots of countries asking for it all the more. Mm-hmm. I think our biggest markets, uh, Chicago area, we have a huge following in Illinois, which is pretty cool. Um, so great mm-hmm. following in Florida, uh, Texas. And one of the things that surprises me a little bit, because we don't get all of our styles out there, is California and my um, hometown. I didn't know about Left Hand when I lived in Orange County. And mm-hmm. now I feel like I'm getting people from Southern California all the time, always asking for what's new, what's hot. And there's a lot of great breweries in San Diego, lots of more coming out of L.A. and Orange County, where I'm from, and obviously in the Bay Area. And so more and more people asking for Colorado beer out there has been really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have a really good following on the Eastern Shoreboard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say that's where we're our biggest um, meccas are. But outside of Colorado, it's really Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's what, a, what a, and you spoke of like, uh, you know, international brands, like uh, are a lot of these international uh, destinations, are they like resorts, hotels, or are they more just kind of, um, you know, bars, restaurants kind of thing? What What is uh, that landscape look like? Yeah, that's a great question. And it kind of depends on the country. Um, for example, we're big in Sweden. Um, there's mm-hmm. a huge... Uh, metal following in Scandinavia, mm-hmm. and I'm wearing a Wake Up Dead t-shirt, which is after ah. a metal band. We have Fade to Black as well, mm-hmm. and so our uh, songs, uh, rather. And um, for some reason, we are just really huge in Scandinavia, and I think it's part of the artwork and those um, those allusions to Metallica and others. Um, okay. But they have something set up called the System Belaget. So the only way that we can get in there is by selling our beer. We have to package it different. We have to have right. like the labels yeah. and all Yeah, you have to package yep. it different, um, use their system of measurement for different types of beers, use their, obviously the dates have to be swapped for the day and the month. Yep. So we send them out there in those ways and they have to be sold through basically a monopoly system of these liquor stores throughout the nation. And that's the okay. only place okay. that we can be. Okay. And so it varies really depending on where we are. Um, I, like I said, I got, but I got it in a restaurant when I was in uh, Germany. So it mm-hmm. kind of depends on the country and what their laws are. Mm-hmm. And um, it varies. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, I guess this was probably a question we probably should have asked uh, earlier. Uh, why left hand brewing? Why is it called left hand brewing? Mm, right. That's a great question. So we were we incorporated actually Eric and Dick, our two co-founders, Eric Wallace and Dick Dorr. Um, they met in the Air Force um, Academy and kind of went their own separate ways, came back. Eric found uh, Dick, actually. His brother gave him a home brewing kit. And wow. he said after wow. one batch of beer, it was all downhill from there. Would not stop, <laughs> would not stop brewing beer. Mm-hmm. I know I'm giving you a really long-winded answer, but here we go. No, you're good. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that my time? style. Yep, we're here. It's Sunday. Um, and so could not stop, would not stop drinking beer. He's brewing all this beer out of his garage. All of his friends, family, neighbors are drinking this beer for free 93 and loving it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, we would pay to have this beer on the regular. you got to open a brewery. So that's what he did. And Eric and Dick Incorporated in 1993 as Indian mm-hmm. Peaks Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Right along here, I've got the Rocky Mountains right behind me, which you can see beautifully through my wall. Uh, right along the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Use your right, right there, just an hour mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 Indian Peaks Wilderness is right next to it. Okay. So we named it Indian Peaks after some of our local top- topography around here and geography. Okay. And so um, 
We went to incorporate, we got all started, had a new peaks distribu distributing company, distributing company, pardon me. And then turns out down the road, there was a brewery that had Indian Peaks Ale. And they asked us, please, pretty please, in the form of an NDA to um, stop uh, using that name. And so then we decided not to and looking for somebody else to name our brewery after that really spoke to this area and to the land and to the region. So there was a Native American Southern Arapaho chief named Chief Niwat. Niwat translates to left hand. He mm -hmm. uh, summered here in, um, summered along the Rocky Mountains and wintered here in uh, Boulder County and was a really amazing man, uh, did a lot of work for peace, spoke seven different in indigenous languages, and then also learned English. So we could really work to try and keep the peace between different tribes and keep the peace as obviously um, Westerners were coming in here and decimating the area. Mm -hmm. And um, really amazing man, really community focused. And sadly, he was killed in the Sand Creek Massacre here. But a lot of areas name themselves after left hand and kind of an homage to the man that he was. And so there's Left Hand Creek, there's Left Hand Canyon, there's Left Hand Yoga, there's Left Hand Florist, there's Left Hand Boulevard, um, and we are Left Hand Brewing. Uh, there's a city of Niwot named after him, Niwot High School named after him, we're Left Hand Brewing. And so it was really after this man and his kind of vision for peace and community, and since we were community focused and had a community vibe, that's where it started. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, well, I guess that ties I in was with not, the, uh, yeah, I was with the, um, the, the nonprofit and all yeah. stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, the charity that you guys do. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I was not expecting it to go there. I thought both of them were left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I hold my beer. Okay. I hold my beer in my left hand. Right. Have, Air Force guys sort of, shake hands left-handed. Right. We have <laughs> sort of kind of gone away from really um, anything with uh, Arapaho or indigenous people, iconography or things on our labels because Respect. Want to be really sensitive. I had a long talk, talk with Eric Wallace, our president, about this. Really sensitive about any types of cultural appropriation or leveraging other cultures for our own benefit. And so when you talk to people now, I think it shows in the work. Most people know us as left hand or think of us as either sometimes politically on the left, which mm -hmm. we're not, but not necessarily. Just we are who we are. And everybody's different that works at our brewery, but not yep. aligned that way as a business necessarily. Yep. And... Um, thinks about us as kind of the left-hand brewery or you have to be left-handed to work here or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and so it's a, there's some intention of really honoring who Chief Niwat was, but not trying to leverage in another culture. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. okay. mm -hmm. Christina, does that, um, you, when you brought up uh, some people think that we're on the left, does that hurt your brewery from like people maybe thinking, people on the right thinking that you're a left? I, I think of, if, I think if you're going to be, <laughs> to be frank, if you're going to be that type of person and can't just enjoy a beer, you're going to be that type of person and can't just enjoy a beer. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I don't good answer. Good answer. Communication. <laughs> but we definitely have people with um, either um, feeling that there's a type of political association with us and really then wanting to align themselves with us. Mm -hmm. Or we'll, we've gone into some new markets, um, opened up in some new states, and I've had people send me messages and be like, I would never drink anything with the word left on it. And I'm like, you know, man, you do you. I, I don't think we want you maybe drinking yeah. out here. So yeah, you do right, your right. thing. Mm -hmm. so they, yeah. go, they, go, they, they go in a lot of circles because they never make left hands <laughs> turns. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, the GPS. Right. The, the right. GPS. Right. You got to be in GPS. Oh, she, behind right the, she is behind the wheel again. Oh, my God. <laughs>
<laughs> Yo, what if that person was an Uber driver? You would never get. You would never get to your destination. <laughs> That's terrible. That's a good one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you went out again. People can be crazy with their thoughts. Yeah, I, I it, would it say. Has, has it gone the opposite way where people that lean to the left are like, I'm I'm only drinking left-hand brewery because I think I they're left-leaning? I don't see a lot of that, maybe, but I do see some people, as a lot of our fans, I think we've been um, with this our Open Hands Committee, we've been a little bit more um, open about um, some of our belief systems here and our inclusion and our desire to embrace differences and really... Um, make everyone feel welcome in our tasting room. And we've made some, a few statements or um, marketing decisions um, that I've been really proud of. Mm-hmm. And so I, and we've seen incredible response to that. Um, okay. Anytime we've made something that's kind of, anytime we posted something that's kind of tapped into what's going on in our culture and what's going on in our society right now have been one of our highest engaged, because that's one of my jobs is to look at like what, what posts do better than others. Um, have been our highest engagement. And I'm just super proud of our fans for that. and super proud of the people that drink left-hand beer, that they're concerned with what we're doing in our community um, and follow us for, um, and follow us um, thinking along those lines as well. Yeah. Well, well speaking of that, because I, w- I guess we would be remiss in, uh, in not bringing up this uh, this thing that has happened over social media in the last two weeks. Where, um, Pop tops. Uh, a... Um, <laughs> A young lady brought this to, to the, I guess, the forefront. She asked for anonymous stories about uh, your experience in uh, the craft beer industry. And, and, and I don't know if a left-hand made a statement or I, I know some people have made um, their statement. Or even if you personally, like, if you had any feedback and thoughts about it. Because, I mean, there's I've seen a lot. There's some CEOs that have stepped down or um, have been asked to leave. So it's it's been... I guess the tumultuous two weeks, and and I think it's it's always I guess it's been there, but it's I think it just took this uh this moment I guess for it to really spur some of the change that we're seeing I guess starting to ha- take place. Uh, change would be nice. Um, I think you all. I mean, I think um, you all can speak about things that have been happening for a long time. That it finally takes a few things to happen um, that the media picks up for that maybe starts to tip the scale a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, but still a lot more change needs to happen and hope that it's not a media soundbite or a year-long soundbite, but some active and real change. And um, I think I've been really, um, it's been very difficult to see a lot of the things that Brian has brought to the forefront through these anonymous stories. I think it's been devastating, heartbreaking, sickening sometimes, um, but by and large, not very surprising, which is, which is hard. And um, I'm hoping to see um, the BA came out and made a statement. I'm hoping to see some more breweries um, um, do the same thing. But statements without a lot of activation behind them um, are something that we've been really intentional about here as a brewery. Um, This has been something on our committee's mind for the last, um, for really a few years, but really actively on our DEI committee's mind for the last um, four or five months. And trying to come up with some programs in-house that we're working that are really um, everything from management training to um, having anonymous ways to talk about. We do have an anonymous way inside of our brewery to talk about anything that might be happening with you um, that you need to share in any way that you're not feeling um, valued or included or um, ways that we can be better as a brewery about doing that as well. And we have those QR codes posted all over the brewery and it's 100% anonymous. And I love seeing those responses. Oh, 
um, and how we can always constantly be better. Um, we're really working internally and some of the activations that we can do before kind of any public statements made. So it's really grounded in this place of authenticity and truth and that we're doing the work, which I know we are doing the work here. My experience here has been incredible. I've always, like I said, I've always been really nurtured and taken care of, but I work along people that live in this society and y'all know from your experiences, microaggressions that happen day in and day out are real and every day. And especially people that are um, public facing in our tasting room. Um, I've had people not necessarily here. Um, I'd rather keep kind of this anonymous where these things were happening to me, but I've had people ask me if I'm qualified. I've had somebody ask me, you know, um, do you know anything about the beer? Could you bring somebody over here that knows what this, what about this beer that you just poured me? I've had people wow. touch me inappropriately. I've had people call me racial slurs. Um, I've had people um, use verbiage towards me that I would, I'm just shocked by. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes the response has been like, oh, you work in this industry. Okay. And yeah. um, that's, that's kind of what go. that's kind of just part of the deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you're getting tipped and, yeah. um, and that's kind of how, and that's how it's been. And I, I really don't mean that, yeah. that that's happening here in our space. I worked in the restaurant industry for 18 years before I got here. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really proud. My husband, actually, a friend reached out and was like, Hey, is your wife dealing with this stuff at work? And he's like, if it's, she's a woman and in the industry, she deals with it. Every yeah. woman is dealing with it. Yeah. Um, definitely to different extents. Um, I'm super proud that there's a forum for this out here. Um, I'm really glad that the voice is getting out there, but there needs to be action after that. And it's not the spotlights on our industry right now, but I can tell you that I've experienced a lot more of this outside of craft beer than I have inside craft beer. Yeah. I mean, it's, okay. a, I think it's, you know, it's, 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 I don't want to call it a domino or a trickle effect, but you're right. It's, it was, it was in, it was a, it was a big thing in the last couple of years and, you know, TV and film um, for a while, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's hit corporations, um, you know, manufacturing, you know, it, it can hit any industry. Like you said, it's about the, um, the, the action um, behind it. So that was just kind of my, my feedback. But uh, in addition to that, I had a, uh, a another a question, which was around um, just the people are always shocked first when they sometimes come on the podcast and then we for black men are in Delaware. They think what black people are in Delaware for whatever reason. We give it a chuckle. We give it a laugh. Right. My question to you is how diverse is left hand brewing um, and you're the environment that you're in. Uh, do you find that you're uh, around everyone who looks like you, talks like you? You, you, you did, you were a transplant. You, you transplanted from uh, mm -hmm. San Diego um, to Colorado. What was that experience uh, like from that perspective? Is it a diverse? Uh, you know, diverse is long line in the first place. Like, it doesn't sound like yeah, like diverse. you know, this is this is this is this is. A, this is a, <laughs> you, tell, you tell me what it looked like in here. But. Lou was like, oh, it was us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Outworlds down the street. Right. But, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, that's what I. There are not a lot of things maybe I miss about California, but one of the things I definitely do miss is being around, I think, a lot 
bigger diversity pool. I miss speaking a little bit of conversational Spanish on the regular. I miss um, seeing people who don't look like me and identify the same way as me as often. And that's Mm -hmm. part of that's just straight up population. I mean, um, I came from a smaller town that you probably don't know, Mission Viejo in Orange County, and there's still like 400,000 people there. Wow. And so, and um, I miss that a lot coming Mm -hmm. here. Uh, There Mm -hmm. is definitely a feel that Longmont is very white. Um, I've been doing some look into the census data actually lately to see, are we that white? About 23% of our um, our population here in town, we're about 95,000, identify as uh, Latinx or Hispanic. Okay. And we aren't seeing that as much in our brewery. And that's one of the things that the Open yeah. Hands Committee is really looking at. We aren't seeing, um, no, you never know, but um, there isn't um, there isn't a lot of diversity in terms of the things that people normally think of for diversity. Um, and people of color being in our brewery is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so you look out and a lot of people look like me, identify how I do, or maybe come from the same kind of socioeconomic background that I do. And I think that's something that's endemic to craft beer all across. I mean, it was it was definitely worse in wine when I was in wine. Um, there are certain industries that there's either a stigma or it's perceived or real that it's really only for one group of people. Right, right, and craft beer has been always been so grassroots and on the ground and community oriented. And I think we've done that in thoughtful ways, but tend, tended to do that from our own, um, from white culture and thinking that white culture is culture and white culture is American culture. And I think I spent a little time in New Zealand that I didn't see that as much there with, um, um, with people really understanding differences between maybe white culture and Kiwi culture and Maori culture, there was a better understanding that like, Oh, I, I think this way because I'm this type of Kiwi, or I think this way because I'm Maori. There's a better understanding Mm -hmm. where here um, whites have just blanketed what culture looks like should be and how it is. And that's definitely happened in the craft beer industry. And I'm definitely a part of that and working to learn how not to do that. Gotcha. Um, Yes. And so we're trying to think about different ways that we can be inclusive. Is it playing different kind of music and not playing like jam bands, which is not my thing, but like jam (laughs) bands all the time where I'm like, it's lettuce and Grateful Dead and shocker. It's all these same people, same looking people in here that are at those concerts or um, we're bringing kind of um, this type of cuisine to our, to our brewery. And so we're not thinking about maybe how, how food is so culturally ingrained and maybe bringing some more black owned or Latin X owned food trucks here. Mm-hmm. So that we're really showcasing other people, our community, inviting more people into our community, mm-hmm. um, into our brewery. We look very like you would expect us to look. Um, I, yeah. I, the look on Lou's face kind of says that. <laughs> um, but we're actively looking at ways we've had. Um, we've we've invited people from the LGBTQ community. We invited um People from the Black community locally, we've invited people from the um, Latinx community locally and brought them to our open hands and said, what could we do to change that would make you feel welcome here? Uh And so we're trying to take those steps and really want our brewery to reflect our city. Um, You would would not think that we were 25% Latinx here in Longmont if you walked into our restaurant. Why is that? Mm-hmm. And asking those questions, um, really being thoughtful about where we're posting job postings for that way as well. But job mm-hmm. posting is only step one. Hiring somebody is only step one. What right. systems do you have in place to really nurture people from underrepresented groups and mm-hmm. nurture them and help them grow? What role models are around here in our brewery that they can see people being successful in these roles to look mm-hmm. up to and talk to 
and nurture their professional growth here. And so it's, it's, there's a lot that needs to happen. And there's a lot that needs to happen systemically, not only at our brewery, but every brewery mm-hmm. to really address, I think, some of the lack of diversity that we see, some of the way that um, um, people of color you know, aren't, are only owning like 0.6% or 0.2% of breweries mm-hmm. in the country. country and that's just yeah. insanity yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. And um, how, are, how can we change things and in a way that's authentic, that's really speaking to the people that are already drinking our beer? Uh, that, that's um that's interesting because I was actually uh beer tending yes uh, yesterday. Shout out to Belfont Brewing, uh, but it was funny because I was behind the bar, and uh, it, it was funny how music can change people's perception on the uh, the environment because it was uh some people of color came in they were like oh, oh this is a different environment vibe than I expected well, last time I came because I was behind the bar and the music was at that point in time was Biggie playing so it was. Do you do you as the beer tender Rob have control over the the music? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he be the only one there. <laughs> yeah, so my music. But, so, but I mean, it does change. It, it changes as as the night goes on because I think it started it started off as um I mean because before I got there it was um '90s alt or something like that. Uh, but I mean, but then I think I changed it to like the popular music of 2000s and, and 10s. But then it went to to hip hop and uh. And I think I think the station was uh, hip hop barbecue. But when they came in, it was like, "Oh, this is a <laughs> this is a vibe." And like, a one vibe. you know the vibe, yeah. Right. And, they, and they were like, "This is like this." Is one of the person, one of the people, they're like, "Oh, this is my first time here, and I'll be back." When do you work, Rob? So it's like, so it does a, it does yeah. a, it, does yeah. a, it definitely does well, I, the, yeah. the whole vibe. Music definitely has an impact. Uh, places like that, definitely. Right. And you always want to sing your song in the background a little bit. You always, right. especially because, like, song. like with Belfont, they don't sell food, and so it's not like you sitting there eating and like and kind of like having a having have, a drink as well as you know. Kind yeah, of, yeah, I get you. You you sitting there just drinking and like just chalking it up with whoever you there with, or if you mm-hmm. came by yourself, like meeting new right. people. Right. You yeah. want to have that type it's of a true. It's a true type brewery. Of vibe. Yeah, yeah, you want well, a brewery yeah, experience I, to be your own. And it's kind of funny because we were actually having this. Also, we were having the same conversation uh, with some of the uh, staff that just came in to hang out with me about uh, some of the, uh, the like the, sex- the sexual harassments and, and all that stuff. And I, I just can't believe, like, when I read some of these stories, I'd be like, I can't even fathom saying that any- stuff to like. Right. What <laughs> it's just be like mind blowing. I'm like, this is crazy to me. Like, you know, I, and then it's like, imagine if this was your your wife coming home telling you the story. I'd be. But what if like she didn't tell you? Brewery. Like, but what if she didn't? Oh, just I'm just saying, like, what if she does thing? tell you? Right. Like, it, oh. it comes down. It comes down to the woman. But there's a lot of things that I would not. And this is just me. Um, but it comes down to the woman. There's a lot of things I wouldn't share with a significant other, with my right. father. And that's what I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like you, right. like you, you, you talking tough, Tony Yoda. Like if you, if she, if your wife say something, somebody touched my ass today. You try and go and see who touched her ass today. You know what yes, I mean? Sir. So, so, and she don't want you to go to jail. So she's oh, not gonna yeah. tell you that somebody oh, yeah. touched her ass. Right. She doesn't you want. Her, she just wants. She doesn't want to make their their bad behavior turn into a bad behavior. She doesn't want their bad behavior to turn into a bad behavior for you, which could, exactly you know, which be detrimental to life. Yeah. 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 Competition is you know, not bad. And that's I'm just that's, 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 that's a lot of the way that women are really uh, yeah. really culturally conditioned and raised. Which is another reason their that behavior is going to impact a man's behavior. Mm, and yeah. women have just been raised to think that I way. Was, yeah, right. Then it's my fault. My guy went and did this. Damn. 
or I dress this way. So it's my fault. This happened. I'm in this industry. So it's my fault that this is happening. There's been a lot of, there's a lot of that. Women are just raised that way. Victim blaming. Yeah. Yeah. Victim blaming. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of that going on. And so, um, so it's, it's a real thing. And some of these things are egregious and I've only had maybe a couple of, a couple egregious things happen to me in 18 or 19 years, still a couple's too many. Right. But the yeah. microaggressions happen every day, or I've only, little sexual harassment every day. Mm-hmm. I've only been sexually harassed one time in my life. You liked it? I did. <laughs> I did. It did. It was. It was not uncomfortable was not at all. It's <laughs> it really uncomfortable when you know that um, more often than not, if push came to shove, mm-hmm. you couldn't handle yourself. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. That's that's a whole different layer. So yeah. I, I I did want you you spoke about you know just the um uh training and awareness that you guys um put around um diversity uh, inclusion and even um you know so I did some research for something completely uh different than today, but I was reading um that the Brewers Association had recently um, elected. Uh, her name is Jay Nicole Jackson Beckman. She's a PhD in uh, equity and inclusion. She's their partner, um, and she Dr. now Jay. leads. Yeah, she now leads the uh, training and workshops ar- around this topic in the you know just in the beer industry specifically. Um, any train training or workshops that uh, Left Hand is uh, you know embarking on for 2021 or in the future that will be led by and or following some of the uh, kind of the, the, the leadership of Dr. J? Yeah, Dr. J is incredibly inspiring. Um, she uh, has a lot of incredible resources and trainings that are available that she either has put up on the BA or on Craft Beer for All that she runs as well. Okay. Um, I'm actually on one of a subcommittee with her at the BA. Awesome. Um, uh, she runs the uh, diversity, the DEI committee. And then there's some okay. subcommittees, education, I'm on the marketing and communication subcommittee for DEI mm-hmm. and um, I've gotten to meet her just a little bit over the last few months and incredibly mm-hmm. inspiring woman and uh, awesome. um, has already put out some other stuff and know she's raring for more. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's one of the things that we've been really looking at at open hands. Like I said, the last four or five months, we've been really thinking about it. Um, I've been meeting a lot with our HR team about what's the right way to go about this. Um, and making sure we're doing it in a really thoughtful way, like how, for example, when we're talking about gender-based harassment or gender-based treatment, how is the patriarchy hurtful for all? Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes even I, I for sure, can get in this phrase of like, well, you need to stand up as a man. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop this behavior. When something mm-hmm. happens, you should be saying something and realizing how detrimental this type of culture is for everybody that it's hard to be that guy. Sometimes it's like, oh, you can't make that joke because there's a woman present or, oh, you shouldn't be making that joke, period. Um, most, I think most people just kind of laugh along and go along with it. And I think it's it's hard to stop those types of things. And we've seen that, I've, I've experienced that in my life with certain off color racial jokes where I just kind of, I don't, I wish I would have interjected and said something, but the cultural or societal pressure at that moment doesn't make me want to do that. Yeah. And so, um, and so we've been thinking a lot about that thoughtfully. I'm meeting again with HR next week to talk about some of the training programs that are going to go in place and or potentially are going to go in place and what things that we can do and be thoughtful, be doing it in a way that's really true to our brewery, a true to our core values, and um, that's not a, a Band-Aid on a problem, but it's really trying to 
um, really trying to look at this problem long term and how we can be leaders in the industry. So I'm hoping to see some things soon, but it has only been a couple of weeks. And a lot of us, like I mentioned, I think before this, we got on. A lot of us women are really trying to process really just what happened. A lot of these things have been kind of triggering and emotional and it's taking a second to kind of think where we're at. Mm-hmm. Mm. That, that, that's um, important. And, and I, I guess I had another question because I know you said uh, uh, in terms of even, I guess, about the subject and then I guess we can uh, lighten up the mood. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was as heavy as we needed to get, you know? <laughs> Uh, drink, drink. But, I'm going to get another beer. But, right, ask but, a question, Rob. But, well, it was, it was more about so, like some of the things, like you were saying, that it, it should be more than statements. It should be activations. Like so, so what are the things yeah. that you will want to see, um, like some of the breweries um, actually t- do to activate to try to uh, resolve some, to, to result to, to I guess to eradicate some of these situations. Like what, like what are some of the like? I mean, you can just speak for yourself or just in general. Like what, are, what are some of the things that you think that should be put in place? Yeah. If you let me, I'll just speak for myself and not necessarily for left hand, but I'd like to, I definitely like to see some um, really training management for diversity in so many different ways. What's it like to have different opinions on your team, how valuable it is to have different people on your team. And there's, we've had some training on how different generations might approach a topic, but how might different genders approach a topic? So where you can have more, maybe, Women might work different in a group, might be a little bit more apologetic when they're offering their ideas. And maybe I think or I want to or I wonder if or what do you think if or a a guy might be like, we should do this. This should happen. This is the way to go. And there might just be some different types of gender cultural training that's been happening that makes one sound authoritative and right. And one sounds a little bit wishy-washy and like, should we do this? And some training around how different genders may choose to use different types of verbiage and tend to use different types of ways to get their point across, tend not to ask as much, tend not to reach out as much, but expected to be asked their opinion and not offer their opinion. And so some training on that and training on how, um, how women lead, how, um, how to, treat women that are strong and opinionated and the, and the words to use around that. Um, I think you hear hard to work with or that kind of woman or feminist, or which cultivates all types of imagery in your mind when you think of a feminist mm. and um, kind of working against some of those stereotypes that are not necessarily true. And then um and how to nurture women in their environment and grow them to be successful. I'd like to see breweries, um, I'd like to see managers, because that's where a lot of this happens. Managers say, this is how I made somebody feel included today. This is how I made somebody feel like their opinion mattered today. This is how I reached out and offered for this, helped, thought about giving this person the opportunity to succeed in this company. And really focus that on underrepresented groups in our in our um, in our society. So I think it's bigger than just women, but since women are make up a bigger portion of this brewery than people of color make of this brewery, I think that's where a lot of our um, our our thought process should be going right now. Right, and like and like any, I guess like most industries, uh, they kind of reflect society because it's not even just the people that are who, who run and own the breweries. It's like the same question when you say when somebody, one of the patrons, come up and say, uh, "Let me speak to the guy because I don't think you know about beer." So oh, it's, yeah. it's 
it's, it's, it's not just absolutely it's the consumer as well so we we all in general are have to be part of the pro uh mm-hmm. the, uh, the change and the progress that we want to see and yeah. that goes and that goes vice versa and, that, and that's that's pretty much in every industry um but i mean and not to talk bad about the industry because at the end of the day we did learn that a smiley chose beer over <laughs> over wine <laughs> which, no, which is a great a, a great segue uh rob because i wanted to talk about that you like you've been humble bragging all day uh you were a sommelier <laughs> before you l- even tasted your first beer yeah for real uh, for uh, real like how long is that, that was fresh uh, out of college you did that how long how long is that like what, I actually, what? I, i've worked as a sommelier i only got my first level so i'm not technically a certified sommelier but i worked Rob got his first level he talks shit all the time like that's good <laughs> that's good you have every right to talk all the <laughs> shit <laughs> um, it started off actually um kind of the same thing almost a good segue from what we're talking about i had just um i was in college and i'd left my like high school like i worked at this little like 50s style 40s style diner with a little like candy striper dress and all the things and i worked serving burgers or whatever and i just got into college and i thought hey you know i could probably make a little bit more money in a little nicer establishment so i got a job at this place in san Clemente. I go up to, I go up to a table. I've been working there for maybe a couple months. I go up to a table and they ask me like, what kind of single malts do you have? Mm. And I don't know, squat. Nobody's mm. trained me. None of like my whole management team. I'll just say what whole management team was male. They never cared about my education at this point. They just put me on the floor and I'm doing my thing. I was significantly blonder and thinner and in more shape then. So they're just like, you're high. So I'm out there, I'm out there doing my thing. And this guy asked me single malts. And the only thing I know is on my order screen, when I go to punch in what type of bourbon or whiskey or whatever, it says at the top, like single malt, bourbon, whiskey. And I'm like, I'm trying to think what's on that screen. So I'm like, single malt. I'm like, Jack Daniels, uh, Knob Creek, uh, Maker's Mark. And I'm saying this, and the guy looks at me and he goes, can you bring somebody to the table that knows what they're talking about? And I mean, I felt crushed. Um, yeah, it was yeah. one of the first times in my life I felt genuinely dumb. Um, plenty more to come in my twenties, but, um, felt, <laughs> felt genuinely dumb. And I stopped by a bookstore on my way home. I got liquor for dummies, wine for dummies and beer for dummies. And I sat down and read I have them the beer all. for dummies book. <laughs> <laughs> and so I sat down and read them all and I fell in love with wine culture. And I started reading anything and everything with wine. I started reading anything and everything I could started tasting it a lot. It is a very expensive hobby. It is a very expensive thing to just try and learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, to try and taste six different Chardonnays next to them so that you can taste which one is coming from California, which one's coming from Oregon, which one's coming from France, which one's from Australia. It's a stupid amount of money, um, but you drink every bit of it and it's fun. Um, and so, and you're in your 20s, so you can drink two bottles and go to work and go to yoga and go to school. And, like no deal. <laughs> and so I felt I fell in love with wine culture. And so I did that for um, uh, almost 15 years. And then I moved to New Zealand to finish my degree and uh, drank a lot of wine out there. And some of their the great things that they do and Sauvignon Blancs and Shards and Pinots mm-hmm. and stuck with it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I still love wine. Mm-hmm. I bet. Yeah. He just doesn't at all. She lived in New Zealand. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Just to wrap school up. We're going to wrap school up in New Zealand, guys. <laughs> I love it, Christina. <laughs> I'm kind of, my mom says I have a little bit of a gypsy virus. I lived in Hawaii or Maui for a little while, part of this like diner job that I worked. And so I went out there and tried to experience a little culture there. I was too afraid I should have gone 
to a Spanish speaking country and really been able to fluently oh, speak nice. Spanish. I really mm. wish I would have had the guts to do mm -hmm. that, but I wanted to be somewhere that wasn't, that was outside of the States, experienced another culture for a while and kind of use that as a way to get the spotlight shown on me that what's, what's just ingrained in me because of how I was raised or where I was raised. And so two years in New Zealand helped, mm -hmm. but um, just kind of showed me a little bit of that. And it was great. Mm -hmm. cool. Plus I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd. And so it was awesome. She said, so, like so, passport, said, so, you, so you're saying the, uh, so you missed, so, so you're saying the mister is holding you back from doing your just gypsy thing. No, I'm just joking. I've been stuck in Denver Great. for six yeah. years now. I got to get out of here. Right. Right. <laughs> no, I've, he'd never been out of the country before. And so we've, we got married out of the country. We've traveled um, to quite a few mm. places now. So I, he, I kind he of told him, like, this is my lifestyle. I'm moving to Colorado. So you got you basically got him out of his uh his parents like guest house or garage or a room out of basement. Somebody's somebody's garage or something. He he's the best with his family. I have the best in-laws in the world. Um, but awesome. yes, we can just say he was very close <laughs> with his family and maybe still um being supported. Uh, quite a bit into his thirties, no shame in that. <laughs> no. Some people, I, I'm ahead, not, that's a humble, that's a humble brag, but I, I used to get a lot of like weird side eye looks when I would say like I was still getting allowance in my twenties. People would be like, "Yo, what? <laughs> yeah, I still, right. I still yeah. got an account. I still got an account linked to that account. I got that account." Hit that transfer button. Please, mom. Come on, dad. Big <laughs> girl be like, so Sell we going me. out? Hold on. Let me see if my allowance is here. Let me see. Let me see. It's my anniversary. It's my anniversary. Let me see if I got my allowance. We're taking a helicopter to St. Lucia. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, better allow it to I have a question for you, Christina. We have we have uh, some, we've had a lot of guests on the show, and a lot of them have been travelers. Uh, every once in a while, when we hear how much you travel, we like to see how many times you got your passport stamped. Uh, do you have a one book passport or a two book passport? I have a one book passport. I just got a new one, so now my husband gets to flaunt that he has more stamps in his than mine. <laughs> oh, this really hurts me to the. So you're floor. working on your two book. You're working on your two book, or you just got renewed. I got renewed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I got so how many? How many? Uh, how many countries have you traveled to? Uh, Twenty-five, I think. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's really good. nice. What's that like? Huh. Second? That's like I'll second or third, right? Wrong. <laughs> like second? That's like second and third on the list. Oh, uh, you got you got to be a gypsies in your twenties. You got to be a gypsy. <laughs> in your 20s. You got to start early. Bucks a week aside, fifty bucks a week aside, that is it, and you can travel anywhere you want at good least man. once a year. Mm -hmm. 50 yeah. bucks a week. 50 so bucks a week, guys. You know, that's, yeah, you blow that. You blow that. You blow that. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. It has uh, where you go. So, like in yeah. Japan, everything was freaking expensive. In mm. Russia, when we were in Moscow, everything was freaking expensive. But we went to Belize. We've been to mm. uh, Vietnam. And you, I mean, we got beers for 10 cents, bond me mm. for 90 cents. I mean, yeah. and wow. you can stretch a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just ate for a dollar. Mm -hmm. so a, beer, a beer and a and some bomb me. I'm good. Aaron bomb me for a buck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I could I could go somewhere like that. Yeah. Well, my husband, <laughs> my husband <laughs> half Vietnamese, and so we got to Vietnam for the first time. It was great. Mm -hmm. oh, really wow. cool. And now you, you know we opened up the whole this whole global thing. Now I got a whole bunch of more questions, but before I go into global <laughs> questions, I wanted to ask like 
One, what's your favorite style of beer and why, and which you may have already said, because I think you really lit up oh, talking about like saisons. But anyway, favorite style of, of beer, craft beer, and also favorite style of wine or type of wine. Oh, these are great questions. Um, beer, I'm an equal opportunity alcoholic. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I would say I gravitate a lot of people in the industry. This is very true. I gravitate a lot towards Pilsners when I'm out because I want okay. something easy drinking light. Yeah. I don't have to think about it too yeah. much. I think about beer so much during my, my work life. Gotcha. And so a nice crisp, I like Czech styles. I like things with a little bit of citrus and a little floral to the hop as well. And something yeah. that I can get a little bite, but it's really crisp, really nice carb um, and easy ABV. Okay. Um, that's what I tend to drink on the regular. Mm -hmm. um, but I would, one of my favorite styles of beer is a Berliner Weiss, which is a German mm -hmm. style beer. It's a little tartness. There's some body to it, extra, a little bit of extra carbonation as well. Mm -hmm. And there's sometimes there can be a little bit of funk, which I like. I like that little mm -hmm. bit of funky vibe in there and some weird okay. things that can happen, just like a Brett or Brett Anamiases, the type of yeast mm -hmm. that can affect the beer. And so, like a Brett beer would be one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. okay. Oddly, even though a Saison got me into it, a Saison Brett. Yeah, yeah. I got me into it. I'm not a big fan of bubblegum flavor and okay. banana. And so a lot okay. of Belgian beers are usually not my jam. But those yeah. few and far between a beer I don't like if it's good for its style. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Awesome. And what about and the wine? wine? Oh, man. Depends on the day. Um, I would say for a white wine, I really like a lot of uh, northern Italian wines. Uh, like an Arnais has a little bit of nuttiness to it. Mm -hmm. And Gewürztraminer um, demeanor can have some nice stone fruit and uh, honeydew and melon. And I really love that as mm -hmm. well. Those are a couple of my favorites. Or Viognier is a little bit more floral. So that might be mm -hmm. my jam. And red wine's a good Pinot, good French Pinot is okay. like probably Pinot. my favorite. Mm -hmm. yeah. I just mm -hmm. talked to you when I got a bottle of wine. That, that was educational. You got to, <laughs> the thing about finding wine, never pay more than your palate can taste for. You you okay. are if you don't drink wine on the regular, you are not gonna tell the difference between a twenty dollar bottle of wine and a two hundred dollar <laughs> bottle of wine. You're not so don't don't do it. It's a yeah. waste. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a waste. But if you can teach yourself, same thing with beer. If you can if you every time you take a sip of beer, why do I like this? Ooh, I like this because there's mocha. Ooh, I like this because it's more carved. I like this because it's less carved. Ooh, I like this IPA because it's floral. Oh, I like this IPA because there's tangerine. Oh, I like this IPA because there's pine. The more you can describe what you like, then you go into a brewery and you're like, hey, between your IPAs, which one has more pine? Between your porters, which one's like sweeter and fruitier and which one's a little bit more coffee and darker and bitter? And you can start asking those questions then you're going to get, start buying beer you like more, trying beer you like more, and enjoying it more. And same thing with wine. It's learning the things to ask for. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's, it's like now that, that. As, as you were describing that, Christina, like I, 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 I immediately looked or thought of Lou and Lou in particular and his love for like sours um, because, you know, he is, I would say, at least openly or publicly, he's like the candy guy. Like he likes candy, he likes sweets, he likes those kinds of like flavors. And he always says, in terms of like his palate, you know, he you know he he drank a lot of Kool Aid coming up. Like he sweet wanted tea, to Kool Aid, a, sweet tea and Kool Aid. So his love 
for beer just naturally gravitates him to uh, to the sours. And I don't know if I've thought of it that particular way and just until now yeah. associated with. So yeah. I, I want to start to, you know, kind of make that more applicable or apply that when mm -hmm. I'm drinking the beer. It's uh, a weird thing to do. And this is maybe a pre-COVID thing. But I used to do this when I was a small year because you'd have to think like you can't just say this tastes like apple. Does this mm -hmm. taste like Rayburn apple or Honeycrisp apple or Granny Smith apple or something right, like that? Right, because there is a big difference when you taste Huge it. Huge uh, Red delicious. And so like <laughs> smelling the fruit. I mean, I don't necessarily wow. recommend this right now, but this is something that I would do. Again, <laughs> you just forget about your 20s. I like smell different types of fruit and be like, oh, I can really taste the difference. You sit down in front of a dish. What spices are in this? Train oh, yourself yeah. to think like I can pick up. People tell me all the time, like, oh, I just like it. I can't really tell you why. It's because you never tried. You sat mm -hmm. down every time you had a beer and gave yourself 10 seconds to think, yeah, why yeah. do I like this? And then forget it. Just drink. Yeah. If you tried to, if you tried to like, Train use your, your mind that way, that retro nasal in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come back. It'll come back next much week. Much better taster it, and really know it, what you like. Hey, Rob, didn't they teach us? Did, weren't they teaching us that at the uh, at the uh, vintage cigar uh, lounge when we were talking about it? They had like a retro inhaler, like a retro like a retro pool or retro nasal pool, retro nasal pool or something at the and to get those different flavors of a of a of a cold draw or cold cold. Well, pool. Just a cigar in general, like the cigar in general, is like okay. Know. Yeah, yeah, because you taste all back here. Yeah, you don't taste on your tongue. Right, your tongue tells you something sweet or salty or fatty or umami or sour, but you the flavors all are happening in your nose and your retronasal cavity back here. Well, I almost died. Like the nasal pull on that cigar. I almost died. I've never done it with like smoke. I never done inhale right a cigar smoke. I never done it with that. But good grief! Yeah, that seems like a recipe for disaster. Oh, it was for me. It was for me. Recipe for disaster. I had to go outside. I had to go outside. I was so glad it was raining and it was like fresh air. Feel that beautiful cedar, a little bit of leather. Yeah. Wow. I'm getting a call. <laughs> I feel my lungs burning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, now I, I guess I have one last question, and, and this is just because I'm interested in communications. Um, like, and, and this may be just a process. I don't know. It's probably a process different from from our breweries, but in terms of left hand, like, where does the name come from? Is that a brewer? Is that the brewer comes up with it, and then y'all have to work with it, or is it like a whole team, like a collaboration? Like, uh, what do y'all think about this? Oh, the name for the beer? Yeah. Oh, all right. I want to challenge each of you after this. To think of a name for a beer, go Ooh. on untapped, be like, all right, if I was going to name a Pilsner, this is what I was going to name it. Go on untapped, mm -hmm. look up that name, taken. I, I tell anything you think of right now, taken. So what? we typically, I'll, um, I help facilitate the process, but it is a brewery wide thing that happens mm -hmm. here. Um, anybody and everybody, we have a, we have a, a EO, an email that any day of the week, twice on Sunday, you can email this, like, I just thought of a beer name. And I put it all into it. We put it all into a spreadsheet. Then we'll kind of do stuff like, these are conceptually what we're thinking about the beers and throw out like surveys or brainstorms. We've done virtual brainstorms, in-the-house brainstorms. We come up with maybe 200 names, 198 of them are taken. We have two names that are probably our least favorite left over. And we go back and start again. <laughs> Dang! It takes right. it can take about a month to come up with your name. Yeah. Wow. There's eight thousand breweries out there right now. 
And if every brewery's if every brewery's making 10 or 15 beers a year, and some of them have been making beers for 30 years. I mean, there's there are hundreds of thousands of beer names, literally, yeah. literally hundreds yeah. of thousands. I bet of you nobody got a booze and banner pilsner, so you can go ahead and <laughs> get it started. Yeah, yeah. Write that down, yeah. put that on the Who's in Pilsner? All right, I just got your okay. Yes. You can put Porter, any uh, all the beers. Uh, uh, yeah, that's funny. Or you can start speaking. You can start speaking Klingon as well. Just start putting the ox for a cock. I don't know how many Klingon beers there are, but I'm sure there's a Klingon Pilsner. That's what I'm saying. So you got you got to use the dialect. It's at least it's at least one language Klingon beer in in that catalog. I'm sure. They're 100. percent At least one. Yeah. If it's hundreds of thousands of names, they make the outworld. Yeah. I have a question for you, Christina. You said that once you tasted the Saison, you got uh, hooked and you tried 95 breweries within the year um, and you developed a rating system. Uh, Devin usually explains our rating system. Uh, What is your rating system? Uh, I think it's gotten, it's evolved over time because at the beginning, I didn't know what the flip I was talking about. It was kind of, I like it. I don't like it. Or, um, and now I've gone through a lot of sensory training so I can actually taste flaws in beer, which it's not recommended unless you have to regularly taste flaw in beer because it makes it hard to go to other breweries sometimes. You're so judgmental. You're so judgmental. I know it's really <laughs> um, Keep the joy in beer. You don't need to do all that, no matter what they right. tell you. So keep the joy. Enjoy, enjoy the good stuff that's served to you by fine people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll taste through. I totally lost my train of thought. My rating system. So it's kind of evolved over the course of time. But right now, it's sort of a A, B, C, D, or E kind of thing. Great and. Pretty much everywhere I go, I think we're a lot of great beer here in Colorado. It's always like a B beer or C beer almost all of the time, which is I it takes it takes a little bit of work to get there. Okay. okay. Um, but a lot of times I'm commenting on this experience and the vibe and how the people make you feel. There's kind of that vacation syndrome that I've always talked about, like, oh my God, this tasted so good because you were on vacation. Well, it's because you were in a good mood and you were on a beach and you were in a hammock and you were with the people you love. And I think people can do that with beer in their tasting room environments and really make you feel warm and welcome and great. And I've, I've had some beers that have been like, "Mm, not so great, but had such a fantastic experience in the tasting room that I want to go back again and again and again. And I've had fantastic beer and zero hospitality type service and mm. not wanting to go back to that brewery again. Mm. And so I think it's a, it really is a combination of the two. And that's how I rate um, how I feel and how the beer is. So it's more of a brewery rating than an actual yeah. beer rating. Yeah. I'll give a straight rating for the beer, but then I'll write some comments about how I really felt in my little, gotcha. how I really felt about yeah. the, about the brewery. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Cause I think you're now, I think you're the second or third person that had, yeah, the, had at least a spreadsheet. A at least a, had a spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> so I must be either doing something wrong, or maybe that's why Untapped was invented because that person would probably uh, had a spreadsheet. So you know what? I got to do this digitally. <laughs> <laughs> I got to let everybody know about how I feel. <laughs> I, I don't think I've, di- but I, I, it's definitely the second. Definitely the second. 
At least two yeah, people have least, said. It's a shame because every time I hear somebody mention they got a spreadsheet or something, I'll be like, you got way too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> you got a spreadsheet. I'll be thinking, I'll be thinking the opposite. You said that, I'll be thinking like, wow, they got way too much time on their hands. That's great. They can make these spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be thinking it's such a great thing. Like, wow. like, no, I, wish I, I wish I or they care. Or, they just or they care. serious about the craft, right? Right. right. They care. The but it ain't even got nothing yeah. to do with just. The, do you go back? Do you go back on your notes? <laughs> like, do you go back on the spreadsheet and like, oh, back in April on on April the eighteenth, I drank this beer in twenty nineteen. Blue, there's tabs. Not as, not <laughs> oh, the month is already set. <laughs> not as often as I should. We probably look through it, like just comb through the thing my husband and I we probably comb through it a couple times a year but not as often as I should Mm -hmm. I don't have a spreadsheet but what I do is that I always like when I buy a beer I always take a picture of it because I'll be like I want to remember if I didn't like this or if I like so you have a virtual spreadsheet that's a spreadsheet you did it you did it take a picture of it like you gonna start putting notes underneath it you want favorite it you want to like that one like nah that's what I do like if I liked it then I'll put a little it's a little like button on my phone that you can put on the picture oh yeah you definitely have a you definitely Some, somebody, somebody got a lot of time in their hands. Maybe if you don't like, remember it at all, that's a good thing. It's back. Well, well, Christina, at the top of the show, you may have remember hearing me say that um all of Left Hand Brewing's beers that we tasted or sampled today, we were four for four. So mm-hmm. our rating system to lose point, I usually explain. Um, we have a simple um, uh, rating system that we think uh, fits our narrative for the podcast. Um, we think of, you know, uh, making a brew is a form of art, but it's a conversational piece. So uh, a pass me another is our highest rating. Um, that is something that we would want. Obviously, we would want another. But we would recommend um, I'll have just one would be our, you know, our media, media, mediocre uh, beer, obviously, it's general, um, but keeping in the cooler is something that if you went to a barbecue or you went somewhere and you had it, um, you can keep that and never pull that out again. You know, <laughs> so um, I think your, your 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 left hand family and your uh, your team will be pleased to hear that all the beers that we sampled today on the podcast and not just because you're here, um, no. all past gave got the highest rating. Right. I don't think I don't think we ever I don't think we ever kept it in a cooler for a guest, but we have had just one for a guest. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I, I, I tried it. I tried yeah. it. Yeah. I won't try that again. Right. I need to right. find out how I can get my hands on that good juju though, because I haven't seen it. It uh, genuinely, this beer doesn't. This can doesn't have anything in it. Oh, okay. no. I just didn't put a lid on it. We don't Come even we can it um, on Thursday, the twenty seventh. Oh, and it'll start going out across the country in June. So, oh, okay. so if, you, if you can't get your hands on it, you know where to find me. I might All be right. able to get out Christine, to Chris. Yeah. People call you Chris that didn't really know you well, or they just call you Tina. Which one? Chris Tina? Chris? <laughs> I've, been, I've, been called, I've been called XT. I've been called Chris. I've been called Christina. I grew up being called Chrissy, but most people call Chrissy. me Christina. Mm-hmm. Okay, Christina. If you've known me most since people. before I was 18, you call me Chrissy. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that's, that's really close. Mm-hmm. She, she said, I, I, you know, as no long as you get kind of close, I'll probably respond. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it formal. She said to you, for you, you just call me. Well, I can come up with something. I'm good. Yeah. 
Um, well, you, right. are now an honor, you are now an honorary Brew Crew member <laughs> by uh, uh, being a member of the show or being a guest on the show. So um, horns, please. Clap something. Right? <laughs> and it, it is official. It is official, she said, when she has the uh, the festival where we can dress up, that we're going to be yes. guests. We're going to so, be guests. Yes, was, we'll was get our on the, we'll get our itineraries yeah. ready. Absolutely, and we will. Um, you six know, months. I need six all... months notice. I need six yes. months notice. We will talk about, about all about this. this. You will know about okay. this. I need, I that's promise. what we like to hear. That's I, love what we like to hear. I, I love that nitro. I, I need to be there for sure. Yes, right, that nitro. nitro is, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be bananas. Yeah, and a festival. You don't even have to dress up. You don't even got to dress up. You just I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't have a costume. But I'm here for the beer. Yes. I, I'm dressed you up as a guy who loves beer. You're right. I'm a regular guy who loves beer. people dress up. So yeah, if you yeah. don't dress up, most people are kind of in slacks or something nice. It's it's a beer mm-hmm. festival. It's totally different experience. We have like acrobats and fire shows. Oh, wow. oh Cirque du Soleil and beer. Cirque du Soleil in Colorado. <laughs> I'll send you guys some pictures after this. It's still yeah. yeah. mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 75%. That's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're dressed up, up right? <laughs> yeah, you are the oddball when you wear right. slacks. 75%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, uh, people like, right. look at home with no questions. I have one more question. Happy anniversary, Devin. But one Thank more you, question. Thank you, because I got to go. When I when I was When I was in Denver, it is literally like liquor stores and churches for breweries. Like it's breweries everywhere. Mm. Um, like it's a rundown sidewalk. Nobody, no, it's all vacant. And there's a brewery in the middle and there's mm-hmm. no other buildings. <laughs> there's it's wow. breweries everywhere. How okay. do you guys, how do you guys compete? Like I've never, I know I heard Asheville, North Carolina has a lot of breweries like per capita like this, but like you guys have been around, you guys are one of the first breweries in the area. How do you guys even, because I know you guys are well, nationwide like now. Said, we're in the middle of nowhere, so we're not going <laughs> to come out there. And, but people Ooh, come out there. And, they, and look, and people, and people coming out, the, people renting them cars. Because <laughs> 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 it ain't yeah. no Uber ride. That's not yeah, an Uber I ride. Ain't nobody saying give me a lift. I need the upgraded navigation um, package with my rental. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm going to Longmont. <laughs> get the Longmont. <laughs> oh, you're going to Longmont? Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't. You tell them you're going to Longmont, they already upgrade you. They, it's free. You're going to need air conditioned, all terrain, all wheel drives. Like, no. <laughs> heated, heated seats, massage <laughs> seats. We want to keep you comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, part of it has to do with our history. We're one of the oldest breweries in Colorado, one of the oldest craft breweries in Colorado. And I think business brings business. You came out here probably on vacation, yeah. and more people that are out, more great breweries around us make, our, so. make us better, make yeah. our fans better, bring more mm-hmm. beer tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, also it brings a lot of a lot of brewers talking to each other and experimenting and trying other breweries beers and always thinking about the next thing that's there. And so I think having a lot of really good, healthy, great competition in the area only makes you better. Mm. Now it does present challenges with getting yourself some shelf space from time to time. And we're, we're facing that as an industry. Everybody is right now. Um, but for the most part, I love having a lot of, a lot of great breweries in our backyard and places I can go to and have a fantastic beer um, and really enjoy being in Colorado. Mm-hmm. All right, um, awesome. All right, is uh, is that is that all the questions you have for Christina? I did, I did. No, 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 no other, no, no. 
That's it. That's what I mean by I did. I, I got you. Because <laughs> once you sat back, I figured that you, know, you don't have any more. I see. All right. Well, I want to thank again, Christina Shostak, for coming to the podcast. Yes. My pleasure. This has been the fastest hour and 47 minutes of ever. Easy, right? Easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You didn't know what to expect, did you, Christina? I, I really didn't, but I was prepared. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, see, well, that means just that we're doing our job if it's the easiest hour yes. and 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a breeze. That was a breeze. Oh, awesome. It was comfortable. Awesome. Appreciate you. You was nice, too. Before we go, yes. we always like to know how people can find uh, you or Left Hand and on social media. I mean, you're the communication manager. So how can people find all about Left Hand and uh, and everything, hey, even uh, the uh, the foundation as well? Yeah, so just lefthandbrewing.com. You're going to get kind of our most recent news and info on all of our beers. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Left Hand Brewing instead of brewery, Left Hand Brewing. And lhbfoundation.org, um, Left Hand Brewing Foundation. So lhbfoundation.org talks um, about our nonprofit work. And like I said, we're just kind of getting that back going after COVID. And this is something we didn't get to talk about, um, but teamlefthand.com. Um, if you are interested in um, multiple sclerosis and what we're doing for that, we've raised over $5 million to fight MS. And we okay. ride in over eight rides with 10 teams across the country raising lots of money to help crush MS and fight with people that fight that disease every day. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Left hand is is out there doing, not just casting the wide net, casting the wide net. Forefront of charity and uh, great beer. Not just making statements, but actually putting action. uh, action. We uh, we pedal the miles. Write the check is one thing, but pedal the miles and out there and doing the thing. We are the ones that make a brighter day. So let's start (laughs) giving. Hey, there's a a lot of things out there. So many community-oriented organizations out there. Absolutely. All right, Dev, how how can they find you, Dev? Sing us out. Sing us out. We can find me singing. (laughs) You you found me by seeing my face on the podcast today, and you see my name, Dev Drinks Craft Brew, on Instagram. Easy enough. Uh Uh-oh, he's working out a new outro. (laughs) Here it comes. That was all off the top of the dome. I like it. I am a writer. I like it, man. I like it. All right, how can they find you? Oh, man, it's the same as it's always been, man. I'm Lou Belgium. I'm on them Instagrams. Uh, uh, yo, no, you can just find me at Thrill Toyota. COVID free. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and you can find Bruising Banter Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also follow us on. uh, You can also listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can even say Alexa, play Google. Oh, I can't do that no more. (laughs) Alexa, play Bruising Banter Podcast because we are on. <laughs> Amazon music. I don't know why that messed me up there. I mean, I mean, you be saying it all fast. Yeah, yeah he's like I'll be trying to get it all in. You can also say Pandora. You can check us out on Pandora, iHeart, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like I said, you want to follow, and you can also go to www.bruisingbanter. It has all the links that you need. Plus, you can go in there and find merchandise as well Merch. if you want to support uh, the podcast with the merch. And always, as always, uh, rate, review, subscribe. And all that good stuff. If you want to follow me, Rob G, Rob Stay Bruising, right there. There it is. There um, it is. All right. This has been uh, episode 120, 120. of uh, Music Brandon Podcast. Until uh, next time. <laughs> <laughs>
Have a good week, everyone. Thank yes. you. Bye, everyone. Welcome. Oh, oh, yeah. AJR. I see my story right there, bro. Empty, guys. Empty. Oh.